Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. Today's episode is One Dom from Murder. Let's okay. do it. I got my detective juice. You got your detective juice. Yes. That's what you need. See if you can follow along here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is spring of 1995. Ooh. Okay. We were cute and young. <laughs> <gasps> Memories. Memories. Okay. Um, Springfield, Illinois. Ooh. Ni- spring of 1995. There's a lot of spring going on. <laughs> Mark and Donna Winger, which I think is really cool. Her name is spelled D-O-N-N-A-H. Oh, that so is like a, a little different. Way. Yeah, yeah so, I like that. So it's Mark and Donna Winger. They have been happily married for six years. Nice. Donna is 31 and she worked as an operating room technician. And Mark was a nuclear engineer. Holy balls. Yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> okay. But he, had, he had a job with the state of Illinois. So wow! Oh, what are they doing in Illinois with nuclear? I don't know. The story didn't go into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't research that part. Maybe we don't want to know. Yeah, we'll just yeah. So they are happily married, but they desperately wanted to have a family, Aww. right? And Donna was unable to get pregnant because you said winger. <laughs> close to wiener. Wing, wing, or oh. oh. wing. Okay. Oh. As fate would have it, one day at work because she worked at the in the operating room, right? Right. A doctor told Donna that there was a teenage girl looking to put her baby up for adoption. Well, that's handy. Right? Yeah. And so on June 1st, 1990, 1995, they brought home a baby girl. Aww. Like they had been hoping and dreaming. Aww. They named her Bailey. Oh, cute. And the wingers became a family. Okay. And all of them had just like, Mark had been dying to become a father. She wanted to be a mother so bad. The whole family... Oh, that gives me chills. I know. So Donna's mother, Sarah Jane, and her two sisters, Jenny and Michelle, they were very close, all of them. And then her best friend, Deanne, they were all super excited about this baby. And they just showered her with love and attention. If I had a girl, I would still be poor because I would just buy all the things. (laughs) Buy all the things. Mm -hmm. All the things. Yes. In August, Donna took her three-month-old baby girl down to Florida to visit her mom and stepdad because that's Aww, where they live. So they went show her like, off. Little, yeah, little mini yes. vacation down there. Thank you. And then on the way back, Donna's mom, so she flew from, uh, so in Springfield, the closest airport is St. Louis. Oh, okay. But it's still like two hours away. So she had flown from an airport in St. Louis down to Florida and her mom was like, oh, well, I don't want you to have to deal with the baby and all this stuff. She's like, so I'm going to hire you a shuttle. Oh, to take nice. you from the airport back home. Yeah. Right. So she sweet. can just focus on the baby and all Aww. the way. Right. 
On the way back, Donna takes this shuttle from the airport. It's about 100 miles. When she arrives home, she tells Mark that the shuttle ride was a stressful and frightening experience. Oh, God. Oh. Right? See, normally I would think just driving in a car with a three-month-old right. is stressful that's and stressful frightening and- experience. But that's because they're in the back and they're screaming and you can't do oh, anything. Totally. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm on the expressway. Please stop crying. Oh, uh, I'm God, sorry. It's so exhausting. I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or them puking and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, yeah. Having <laughs> to pull, pull over. over. <laughs> so, you know, you'd think that this would be like the easy, you know, this this is great. We'll I'll be just, right there. Yeah, yeah. I'll just sit with the baby and chill out for two hours. No, no. Oh, shit. You have a race car driver or what? Well, according to Donna, the driver was speeding and mm-hmm. driving erratically. And, you know, when you have a newborn, you're like. Jesus, you're scared to death anyway. Don't, don't pick her up too fast. Like, you know, right. like everything's like, she shouldn't move that quickly. Like, this guy's you know, like little, on the Audubon. Right. He's speeding. He's driving erratically. And he kept talking to her about using drugs, having <laughs> orgies, and killing people. Oh, fantastic. Right. He sounds and she's like a trapped in a car with this guy for like two hours. And this was before you could do ratings on Uber. And be like, right, yeah, do exactly. Not go with. She Vincent. can't text anybody and be like, oh my god, this <laughs> you guy know, is she's just horrible. there. Oh, right? God. Okay, so Donna later told her sister Jenny Levin about the experience. According to Jenny, quote, "It was about a two-hour drive, and there was a lot of time to talk." Oh no! <laughs> the gentleman started opening up to Donna about issues he was having. <laughs> He had a voice in his head named Dom. Oh, my. D-A-H-M. Dom. And Dom would tell him to do bad things. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I would be like, I wouldn't want to be in there myself, let alone with like my newborn baby. Oh, no. Can you drop us off on the nearest corner, please? Right. And recently, Dom was telling him to hurt people. Yeah. Oh, Fantastic. Um, Dom needs to go into hospital now. I hear him too. <laughs> right. We need to. Let's, oh God. Let's just tell Dom to just hold mm-hmm. his horses for a little mm-hmm. bit, okay? Is it like um Jean Claude Van Dom? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it was short for something or what. I couldn't find anything. He's like, I could do the splits. <laughs> When I googled it, like some people have it as their last name, but I couldn't find anything right. like it didn't oh, come from like a hilarious. movie or anything that I could find anyway. So, so Donna also said that the driver started flirting with her oh. and told her that he liked older women. Now she's <laughs> thirty one. <laughs> it's like, how old is he? He's like seventeen. We no, I think I find that I think later he's like in his late twenties. Oh, so okay. we're talking like a handful of years yeah. here. I like oh, older women. Funny. Older women wow. who've had babies. You're a milf. Right. Yeah. And if this guy mm. ever wanted to get a chick, this is the last thing yeah. he should be saying. Maybe don't tell <laughs> her know? about your hallucinatory best friend. Yeah. Right. Or that you like older women yeah. before you know whether she's really older than <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, no Just doubt. a little tip. Yeah. You know. Oh, totally. Also, don't assume someone is pregnant. Oh, God. Never. That is the other one. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Just assume mm. they're bloated. Wait for them Just to tell you. Don't, yeah, don't mm-hmm. comment. So he was flirting with her told her that she he liked older women and even invited her to attend what he described as one of his sex parties. Oh boy, that is tempting. Let me right. check my schedule. Wow, yes. Let me, you know, I'm really busy. Baby, got to get a sitter. Let me just get back to yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my God. 
She gets home. Mark immediately calls the transportation company and makes a complaint to the driver's oh, boss. Good. And good for her. they said that the they say the driver is going to be suspended. Which you'd feel bad about, but come on. Like, don't just suspend him. Maybe like, get him some help. <laughs> that's, you know, you're supposed to talk about, like, the weather and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh-uh. You know, Orgies. Fun. Orgies and, you know. Killing people. Sometimes I do bad things because Dom tells me. Like, no. Like, don't. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. uh-uh. Mark encouraged Donna to write out the details of what happened. Oh. While it was fresh, just That's in case, pretty right? Smart. Yeah. Right? So she she wrote him like I don't think she wanted to. I think she wanted to be like, I never want to think about it. Yeah, like, no, 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 write forget. it out, write it out, right? A few days later, on August 29th, 1995. Okay. A few days after the trip back and the shuttle, a hysterical sounding Mark Winger calls 911 to report that he just shot a man who was killing his wife. Whoa. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. When police and paramedics arrive, the bodies of two victims could be seen from the front door laying on the floor. So as you're looking in, you can see them both laying on the floor. Donna was barely clinging to life. She had been hit in the head with a hammer seven times. Oh my God. Very violent. The other victim, a white man, still had a pulse, but he had been shot in the head twice. Well, I don't blame him. Right. So Mark told police he was on the treadmill in the basement when he heard a noise upstairs. Mm -hmm. So he went up to investigate. First, I don't know exactly the layout of the house, but Mm -hmm. I guess first he went to the master bedroom and looked and found the baby Bailey was laying on the bed. Yeah. Which would be like, why are you here alone? Right. Why isn't she right in a crib or whatever? I don't know. Then he heard more noises. So he grabbed his handgun from the nightstand and headed down the hall toward the dining room. He, like, flat out quick assumed something bad was happening. Yeah. They were not good noises. Okay. I guess. From the hall, he saw a man using a hammer to hit Donna in the head. Oh, my God. So Mark said he shot the man who fell backwards, and then he shot him a second time because he started to get back up. Oh, oh, creepy. It's that guy (sighs) and Dom. You got to get a shot in for both. Well, maybe one of them was Dom, right? Maybe it was like, maybe the one guy was down, but Dom <laughs> Dom's was like, like I'm, I'm coming not in. done. I'm going to come in with my jujitsu skills and splits. <laughs> <laughs> Before the injured man was taken away by ambulance, Springfield police detective Charlie Cox found the man's wallet and was able to identify him as 27-year-old Roger Harrington. Both victims died shortly after they arrived oh, at the hospital. no. This was only a few weeks after the Florida thing? So it was a week after, like a couple days after the Florida thing. Oh, no. So. Baby's still tiny. And the baby was just three months old. And I think they adopted her like right (gasps) after she was born. So yeah, quite a traumatic life for this little baby. Mm -hmm. Police recovered a bloody hammer near where the bodies have been and found Mark Winger's uh, forty-five caliber semi-automatic handgun a yellow mug, and a pack of cigarettes on the dining room table. Hmm. Okay. If he's a runner or on the treadmill, you wouldn't think he smokes, but... Great point. But you never know. You never know. Mm -hmm. You know. So Donna's note describing the shuttle ride was on the fridge. It was like uh, the magnet on the fridge. Oh, So she had written it out. It was right there on the fridge. It was discovered that a car parked on the street in front of the winger's house, but facing the wrong direction. So it was pulled up on their side of the street, but... but facing the wrong direction. I hate when people do that. I hate it, too. But facing the wrong direction, um, that car actually belonged to Roger Harrington. Oh. And on the front seat, scribbled on a scrap of paper, was Mark Winger's name, address, and 4.30 p.m. Whoa. 
Yikes. So while police were going over the crime scene, Mark asked if the intruder's name was Roger. When Detective Cox confirmed that it was, Mark replied, oh my God, that's the man who's been harassing my wife this week. This week, because there's one every other week. This is different ones. This is (laughs) just from this this one, the most recent. (laughs) Mark explained that over the previous few days, Donna had been receiving some strange phone calls. And the wingers, the wingers believed that the shuttle driver that they had reported had been harassing (sighs) her, probably for getting suspended or fired or whatever, right? Uh, And he would have her number just in case, like, because of drop-offs and all that kind of information. And Mm -hmm. her address. Mm -hmm. Because he had to bring her to the house, right? Oh, crazy. So Detective Cox was familiar with Roger Harrington, which I thought it was weird that he didn't recognize him. Or maybe he just need, maybe he did recognize him, but he needed to get his wallet just to verify. Or he was shot in the head. So I don't know if he was able to be identified. might not look the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So Detective Cox was familiar with Roger Harrington as he owned the trailer park where Roger and his now former wife had lived. So Roger had been oh. married and they had both lived at this trailer park. Wow. He had even broken up a physical fight between the couple once. Oh, shit. Right. So yeah, he's violent. Mm-hmm. Police also were aware that Roger had a history of psychiatric care and was known to have delusions. Mm. <clears throat> Dom. Yeah, <clears throat> like a alter ego. Mm-hmm. Name Dom. <laughs> but when Roger Harrington's family was informed of his death and the circumstances that led to it, they refused to believe that he was capable of such thing. His mother, Helen Harrington, said he was no troublemaker. He was a good kid. He wouldn't even strike at anybody. I don't think he would have hurt anybody. And I don't think he was crazy. Mom is also delusional. Yeah. Mom, I think yeah. it has like that parental blinder thing. Of, yeah. My kid can do no wrong type yeah, situation. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh-oh. The Sangamon County District Attorney agreed with police that Mark Winger had acted in self-defense and decided not to file any charges with Good. him shooting yeah. Roger Harrington. And within 48 hours of Donna's murder, the case was closed. Wow. They're just like... So thanks for that. You know, thanks for listening to this episode. Yeah. That's all. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was a good mini sode. Was that nice and short? (laughs) I thought this would be a good place for a break. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, that was solved quickly. That was fast. (laughs) I feel like there should have been more detail. No. (laughs) Are you ready? I think so. I mean, it feels like the case is closed, right? Yeah. All's good, right? I feel like I know what happened, but... Okay. So, you know... Uh, so for the next few months, Donna's mother, Sarah Jane Drescher, and her two sisters, Jenny and Michelle, took turns traveling to Illinois. They didn't live in Illinois. Okay. Um, traveling to Illinois to help Mark take care of the baby. Because, you know, Aww. new infant, yeah. dad, you know, He's by himself. probably working. Right. Oh. But over time, this proved to be too difficult to continue doing. So they suggested that Mark hire a nanny. And their name is Drescher. Drescher. Well, the na- Sarah. Like the nanny. Yes. But the nanny's <laughs> name is a Drescher. No, okay. the mom's it, but anyway, but, the mom. okay. but still, yes. they but were like nice catch. Yeah, <laughs> very good. We we have our Fran. pop culture down. Fran, yes. Oh. Sarah Jane said, "quote I loved Mark because he loved Donna, and that's uh-huh. what was important to me. But I had to be very careful because I didn't want to ruin my relationship with him because yeah. I didn't want to ruin my relationship with the baby. I wanted to be a grandma, and Bailey made me a grandma. Aww. So she was like the first grandchild on that yeah. side." Oh. Right. So it was like, you know, they yeah. were all excited. There's finally a baby in the yeah. family and all I'll this. I'll do and whatever then, to keep things right. on the good. Exactly. So in January of 1996, so like that happened in August. So just the following January, okay. 
Mike hired 23-year-old Rebecca Simic, a recent college graduate, to be a live-in nanny for his infant daughter, Bailey. Rebecca was moved by Bailey's story. She said, she lost two mothers by the time she was three months old, and she was so smiley. I wanted to get in there and say, I'm going to help. I'm going to make this little girl's life better. I know, right? And there's, I saw... uh, because mm-hmm. I watched like a 2020 on this. I saw a video like she just loved Aww. this little girl, right? I was like, yeah. oh, that's so awesome. Although it was hard to imagine Bailey growing up without Donna. Yeah. Um, her family was happy that Mark had someone to help him. Right. Donna's sister, Jenny Levin, said, I didn't want to like Rebecca, but it was hard not to like her. Seeing her with Bailey, there was just really nothing bad we could say about her. It just, it just wasn't Donna. Yeah. You they know? felt like she was like a little bit of a replacement, but... Right. But it's like, you know, okay, but then you she's know. so great. They're just like, OK, exactly. Right. Good for the baby. But Donna's best friend, Deanne Schultz, mm. made no effort to hide her dislike for Rebecca. Oh, no. Yikes. And while she pushed really hard to stay involved in her best friend's daughter's life, mm-hmm. she made Rebecca very uncomfortable. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, it's really, you know, women, we're... I know, can be so catty and... Yeah, we're not good. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's so hard. So within a few months of moving in, Mark and Rebecca's relationship became romantic. Uh-oh, and she's only 23? Yeah, and he's 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And she, like, she just graduated school, like, yeah. this is her first, thing. like, she's very new to the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, shoot. Yeah. So according to Rebecca, when you live with someone and take care of a child together, it's very easy to kind of play house. Hmm. You're already put in those roles. Mark made me feel like I was an angel sent to him from God or Donna, and it was my purpose to make this family whole again. Oh, wow. No pressure. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Yeah, I just was going to do this for like a year. (laughs) Like, you know, Uh, get some cash. Your mom now. Right. She said, I remember asking him how he could move on so quickly. Mm. And he explained to me that when you have a good marriage, it's natural for you to just want that again. Hmm. Uh, okay, that seems odd. I feel like if you had a good marriage, you kind of it, wouldn't want somebody else. <laughs> right. You'd be like so heartbroken that it'd be hard to move on. But I yeah, guess, okay. Right. I'm like, I don't know. No, I thought that was a little weird, too. I All guess right. I don't know men that well, though. I'm bad at reading. (laughs) No, I'm not going to say that I'm any better. (laughs) Then Rebecca was shocked to find out that she was pregnant. Oh, she is. Mark had told her he wasn't able to have children, so they hadn't been careful. What a dick. Come on. Donna couldn't get pregnant. I don't know why he thought he He's making excuses because he's Mm -hmm. one of those like, I don't wear a condom. There you go. Right. Gross. So he was thrilled to have another child and he wanted them to get married right away. Wow. Everything's happening in front of her like real fast. She's like, whoa. Yeah. One minute I was in the dorm and now (laughs) Now I'm a mom and I have a kid and another one on the way. Jesus. (laughs) No. Right. Mm. Mark, who was Jewish, started Mm -hmm. going to church with Rebecca and he told her they could raise a family in a Christian home. Okay. When Mark Winger's rabbi, Michael Datz, asked him about his change in faith, Mark said to him, Judaism is just too difficult and unforgiving. But Mark wouldn't explain what he needed forgiveness for. Oh, gotcha. Moving so now on he's suddenly quickly. Catholic? Yeah, now he's, <laughs> and like, 
I didn't really go into it, but like before, like John is from a Jewish family. He was, oh. you know, and so like when they got married, it was like she was marrying a nice Jewish yeah, new, boy nice with Jewish a good boy. All right. Right. With a good career ahead of him and stuff. And now he's yeah. like, I'm going and the other way. Assuming they would raise their babies in the faith. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, but now he's got Rebecca and Rebecca's Catholic or whatever. And so, yeah. or Christian. And so, yeah. So yeah, they're like, hmm. oh. Right. Mark and Rebecca eloped in Hawaii just 15 months after Donna's murder. Oh. Yeah. Right. That's really fast. Uh-huh. And then the month after that, they moved to a farmhouse outside of Springfield to accommodate their growing family. Mm, okay. Rebecca formally adopted Bailey. Oh, okay. And over the next four years, they had three more children. Oh, good God. So there's four of them now. Oh. So they got Bailey and then two girls, Anna and Maggie, and then a boy named Ben. Oh. So four kids. Ooh, I'm she, overwhelmed. Like, in the, in the four year, like she went to co- she went to high school for four years, then she yeah. went to college for four years, and then she got out. And four years later, she's a mom of four. Ah, uh, that's a lot, <laughs> right? Holy like, balls! And it didn't even say what she went into school for. Like, I ho- I hope it was early childhood. Yeah, I was gonna like, say maybe it's for childcare. You know, I mean, if it was for something else, like if she yeah. wanted to do like well, interior design or whatever, um, you're wow. <laughs> shit out yeah. of luck now. Or you got to wait until they're older. yeah, right. So Donna's family kept trying to be, to keep in Bailey's life as much as they could, but yeah. Mark started pulling away. Oh, no. I had a feeling. According to Donna's mom, Sarah Jane, I received a letter from Mark one day saying to me, I could not be called grandma. Wow. What? Yeah. Um, I wrote him back and begged, please let her call me grandma. I, okay. Is I there a grandma right limit? Because, well, yeah, what's the big deal, right? Right. I mean, like, my kids call all of, like, my friends, like, Auntie this and Auntie yeah. that. Like, it's, right, I yeah. don't, you know, get it. But this is what was weird to me. So this is, like, 96, 97. He wrote to her about this, and then she wrote back. I'm like, who fucking writes letters? I know we had emails back then. Right! I would have been like, uh, I would have picked up the phone going, like, I'm going to be called right. Grandma. <laughs> right, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it was really, yeah. So I was just like, they're writing? <laughs> huh. So... Anyway, that was just a How really has nothing to do with this story. So he said, I'm sorry, there's no way I'm gonna allow her to call you grandma, and that's the way it is. Whoa. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cold. <sighs> yeah. And although their visits with Bailey came to an end, Donna's <sighs> parents still sent her a birthday card every oh, single year. Oh, but sh- did she ever get them? I guess she well, I did see a thing where she got them, but like after a while she was like, Who's Sarah Jane and so and so again? And they'd be like, Oh, that was your mom's parents so she was like okay like it was just like these people that send her a card oh how sad she didn't really know who they were at that point you know Uh, okay i'm liking him less and less Mm, right mark periodically visited the springfield police to inquire about donna's case oh which was suspicious because it was close it's close what's it was like okay there was an intruder you shot him self-defense the end but every once in a while we just pop in and be like so hey how's it going on the case find anything new (laughs) weird Uh, right? (laughs) yeah the case is closed so i don't know what you think you're trying to find but right um we're not really investigating it anymore so (laughs) weird it was very odd so he keeps you know just hey Mm. anything new and they're like no because no, we have you, open cases yeah but dealing now with, i'm gonna you know. kind of look into yours right. because this but you're is weirding weird. us out mm-hmm. then in february of 1999 
Donna's friend, Deanne Schultz, went to police and told them that she had been having an affair with Mark at the time of Donna's death. Oh, no wonder she didn't like Rebecca being there. (laughs) Right? Wow. Uh, Plus, nice best friend. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh. So apparently around this time, February 99, she had run into Mark and Rebecca together at the hospital where she used to work with Donna. That's how they got to be friends, right? Oh, wow. And when she saw them together these couple years later, she Mm -hmm. was like, "I I gotta say something. So apparently she had gotten, gone through a lot of struggles after Donna was murdered and went into a deep depression mm-hmm. and had even attempted suicide a couple Ooh. times. Okay. So, you know, it was kind of weird that she was coming out about this now, later, but you she know. probably felt a lot of guilt too. <laughs> well, she should have. I mean, I hope so. God. So Deanne told police their affair started in July of 1995 just a month before Donna was killed, which I'm like, okay, the mm. baby came in June. Yeah. So what? That's still like, it's all still new baby yeah. stuff. What? Like Donna, like suddenly is taking care of this baby. So he's like, well, I gotta eh, go get me some somewhere I'm else. Bored. Fuck? Yeah. No <laughs> shit. So uh, yeah. Right. Gross. <clears throat> so th- it started just the month before Donna was killed and it continued for several months after. Jesus. But then, oh, you know, after she was killed, mm-hmm. but then Rebecca, but then, but then Rebecca yeah. came in, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's young, fresh meat. So. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So she told police that Mark had told her that he wanted out of the marriage and he wanted to be married to Deanne so that they could raise Bailey together. Um, okay. So get a divorce or right. I just, I don't understand why like, even they just got adopting. this baby. Was he, right. or like, since, was he not going to go through with adopting a baby, but then all of a sudden this baby was like right. presented to them and, and he so didn't then he felt like, trapped or what? Yeah. It's that very, makes no sense. Right. At the time it seemed like, Oh my God, how perfect. Yeah. Here's this couple. They want a baby. Here's this what? girl who I'm needs so to go home. Oh my God. Right. What? Mark said that he wanted Donna out of the, out of the picture permanently and even mentioned killing her. Good God. And then suggested that Deanne participate by maybe being the one to discover her body. This is supposedly um, her best friend. Why don't you go and tell the police that years ago first? Other, right? like, be like, this is my best friend. Yeah, she thought it was just crazy. Like, I don't know. What, she thought it was just crazy talk and he wasn't serious. And I'm like. I've never heard anybody talk like that. I mean, I know like when you have a new baby, you're like sleep deprived and stuff. But that's yeah, not, not. No, I've no. never. No. No, 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 no. Let's see. So Deanne told Mark she didn't want to be a part of it. She didn't tell him not to do it. She said she didn't want to be a part of it. Go for it, but don't drag me into your right, shit. Whatever you want to do, but just wow. let me know how it all, you know. These are quality people, gotta say. But after Donna's terrible experience with the shuttle driver, Mark said to Deanne, I got to oh. get this guy in my house. So that's why he had the note with Mark's name on it. Sorry. He thought he had the perfect Mm. plan, Mm -hmm. right? Wow. Investigators decided to reopen the case and examine and (laughs) re-examine all the evidence, right? Because they're like, maybe Uh, this wasn't an open and shut case. Yeah. Okay. But they discovered they no longer had possession of any of the physical evidence. (gasps) Because all the physical evidence had been handed over to Mark Winger's attorney 
who was working on a civil lawsuit against the transportation company because wow. Mark was suing them, holding them accountable for his wife's death. He's trying to get money from them. Right. Oh, oh he's a stand up guy, isn't he? So great. Wow. So he's suing the transportation company. So they had all the stuff. And Mark had come to the police station the January after the murder to ask for his gun back, which they gave him because the well, yeah, case he was innocent. closed. Yeah. So they don't have the gun anymore. And all the other evidence, they don't have it, right? Police had to start by concentrating on the other stuff that they had okay. for now right. until they could get a hold of the evidence. Wow. So they're looking back at the scene and they're like, well, there were no signs of forced entry. And it was odd that Donna would have willingly let in a man who was harassing her inside. Oh, for sure. You know, or if like, even if she didn't realize that was him, if she was like, oh, there's a, there's a guy here and someone's been harassing me and I have a new baby. Come in. Come on in. (laughs) Oh, it's you. Uh, How's the orgy business? (laughs) How's Dom? Is he good? How's Dom? Tell him I said hi. (laughs) Can I talk to him for a minute? Wow. Also, Roger Harrington had potential murder weapons in his car, including a tire iron and a knife. Hmm. But instead, the hammer that he used actually had belonged to the wingers. It had already been on their kitchen table. Oh, how convenient. Huh. <laughs> so so he didn't come with a weapon. He's he just came, like, oh, I'll find one when I'm there. There'll be right, something I'll I can just, use. I'll just, you know, I, I like to... I was going to say wing it, but their last name is ah. Winger. So. Ah. I like <laughs> to Terrible. wing it at the wingers. <laughs> at least he doesn't wiener it at the wiener wieners. Stop the wieners. <laughs> wrong story. Oh. Also, police noted that Roger Harrington's car had been parked the wrong way on the street in front of their house. Right. And that told them that, like, he wasn't trying to hide the fact that he was there. Like, he wasn't trying to, like. Because it would be really obvious. People would right. notice. Exactly. Hmm. Right. So it wasn't like. So this was all very strange. If someone was going there to attack somebody. Yeah, they're going to either they're really park dumb. a block away. <laughs> right. Which... Right. Or so then detectives, when they finally did get the evidence back, they discovered Polaroid photos that had been taken by one of the officers who was first to arrive at the scene. Oh, good. These Polaroids revealed the positions of the bodies before they were rushed to the hospital. And they didn't fit what Mark had told them. <gasps> Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. Yeah, no joke. My phone keeps telling me that my screen time has skyrocketed within the last year. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Sangamon, Sagamon, Sangamon, the assistant state's attorney <laughs> in, this, in the story, right? This okay. guy. His name is Steve, oh God. Steve Sagamon. the state's attorney. Okay, <laughs> the state's okay. attorney Steve. Yes. Right, right, Steve, hey, Steve said 
Mark Winger had stated that Roger Harrington was kneeling down right next to Donna Winger's head as he was beating her with the hammer. He stated that he shot him and that the man fell backwards so that his feet remained near Donna's head, right? So he shot him, he fell backwards, so his feet would be close to Donna. But in the Polaroid photographs showed the opposites. They actually showed that Roger and Donna were laying in the same direction. So their heads were in the same spot and their feet were in the same spot. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Which doesn't really match up with someone, one person attacking the other. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, that doesn't, that doesn't really make sense. Then in December of 1999, more than four years after the murders or killings or whatever you want to say, the Springfield State Journal Register ran an article alleging that Mark Winger had arranged the murders himself. Hmm. So not the police. There was a story in the paper. Oh, shit. Because the civil suit. Because of the civil suit against them, the transportation company hired a blood spatter expert yes. who claimed the crime scene did not match Mark Winger's story. So if he had just shut his face, if he hadn't tried to sue the company, Good. if he hadn't kept bugging the police going, mm-hmm. just checking to make sure the case we is still We haven't closed. found anything new, have you? Yeah, idiot. So the transportation company is like, fine, then we're going to do our own investigation. And they're like, yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't match up. Good. And then detectives learned that Roger Harrington's roommate at the time had told police back when they were first investigating this, they found it in the files. They had initially told police that she witnessed Roger on the phone with somebody who asked him to meet on the day of the murders, which explained the note that was in Roger's car with Mark's name, address, and time Mm -hmm. to be there. Oh, yeah. On August 23rd, 2001, six years after the deaths, a grand jury indicted Mark Winger for the murders of Roger Harrington and Donna Winger. Wow. A warrant was issued for his arrest and he was taken into custody while he was at work. Oh, in front of everybody. In (laughs) front of everybody. Yeah. His new wife, Rebecca, was completely blindsided. Oh, no. How sad. But thank God she's around now because she can take care of Bailey. The babies? All the babies. So all many babies. babies. So right? many babies. Oh my God. She said, I had made plans to go to McDonald's Playland, which when you have four kids, that's Oh, my God. Uh, all I can think is germ, <laughs> germs, though. Every oh time God. I'd take mine, they would get sick afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I used to go there just to like, like when ha- it was Have a winter, moment. Just to, just, yeah. yes. Yeah. They would run. Mm-hmm. Please don't oh, yeah. run. Just run. And then one of them would get stuck way up in the tunnel. Okay. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have to crawl up in the dirty, germy tunnel. Well, I only went, there was a new one by my house. So I was like, okay, it doesn't have years of germs, just like six months of germs. So I would take them to that one. But uh, Every oh, yeah. time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So she had made plans to go to McDonald's play, Playland, she said. We were there and I got a phone call and it was Mark's secretary. And she told me that Mark had just been arrested. And I was sick. Like my whole body just kind of went numb. I just couldn't believe it. I was shaking so badly. And I just remember feeling so scared. Rebecca was left to care for all four of their children. They were all under the age of seven. Oh, my God. That's so Four kids under seven. God. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. I moved to the grandma's. I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At first, even Donna's family was in disbelief. They're like, no, 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 no. no. They had this awesome marriage. They were so in love, blah, 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 blah. 
But by the time the trial started in May of 2002, they had a change of heart, which if I'm looking at this right, when he got arrested. Yeah. Um, so their youngest baby had just been born. <gasps> so she had like a newborn. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was only like a, a couple months old. She's like nursing at trial. Oh, God. Fun. Oh, my God. I just wouldn't bother going oh you're a piece <laughs> <Right>. of shit <laughs> right yes we're right. getting divorced well she was like she this this was like she was clueless she was oh, like this no. is not i don't know what's going on right you know mm-hmm. she had thought her husband was this hero who had, yeah you know a nuclear physicist no nuclear engineer yeah right and you know they have this great <sighs> marriage and all this and so donna's sister michelle said the first time i saw rebecca was at the trial i wanted to love rebecca she adored bailey But I also wanted to hate Rebecca because Rebecca took my sister's husband, married him, adopted her child, and then had three more children that my sister wasn't able to do. Yeah, I can understand, but it's not her fault. It wasn't Rebecca's fault, right? Such a douche. She's like another victim in all this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The prosecution set out to prove that Roger Harrington had gone to the house to meet with the wingers, not to to commit murder. Right. That he had gone there because Mark yeah, had he, invited he, him. Right. right. Like, hey, let's talk. Right. Let's have an orgy. <laughs> With Dom. Bring Dom. <laughs> Put him on we'll, the back. We'll burner. take some drugs. We'll have oh, a little God. Yeah. orgy little. situation. <laughs> oh, God. Blech. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the prosecution presented the cigarettes and coffee mug that he'd brought inside <gasps> and were found on the table. Like... I'm going to go commit murder, but I'm going to bring my coffee and I'm going to bring my cigarettes. Okay. So those were his. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come hang out. Yeah. As well as they presented the potential weapons that he left in his car. I will use whatever I find. Exactly. Right. I mean, and then he, they presented the note that had Mark Winger's name and address written on there. So they're like, this is not a guy who was going there to commit yeah. murder. So you know, with always his, go tell someone with where his you're Dunkin' going. Donuts coffee yeah. and his you know <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Defense, however, argued that Roger Harrington had a history of mental illness and that he had behaved erratically, and that meant he was capable of murder. Uh-huh. Now, I don't; those don't go hand in hand. No, I they would can. Think- they but could, not, but it's not you know, always a given. Exactly, right? You don't you you can be erratic and oh yeah, and and strange behavior and oh, not sure. be a murderer. Like, just, <laughs> for, for sure, all like all of us, <laughs> right? Everyone who listens to this. <laughs> so, like that was their defense: was he'd been acting crazy? Uh, no, like we all okay. do at some point. So, how crazy does he have to be to bring his cigarettes and coffee? To right? Like, I, I mean, that's just stupid. I don't want to get tired in the middle of it. I need some coffee. <laughs> and like, what afterwards, I'm going to need a cigarette. This need, is... Exactly. Well, that was for after the orgy. Oh, right. right. He's going to need a cigarette. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Detective Jim Graham testified. It's our belief that Roger comes to the house. He's allowed into the home. Mm-hmm. There was no sign of force entry and he was executed at that time. Ah, damn. Hearing okay. the gunshot, Donna Winger comes from the bedroom, leaving the baby on the bed, to oh. investigate. Then he beats his wife to death with a hammer. Then Mark calls 911. That's what they think actually happened. Yeah. What a psycho. In the 911 call, Mark tells the operator there was a bullet in the man's head and Roger can be heard moaning in the background. (gasps) Then Mark tells the operator he can hear his baby crying and hangs up on the 911 operator. 
Um, which they just took as, well, obviously he's frantic and all this. But they made a note in the tape that they they heard Roger moaning. They didn't <gasps> hear any baby noises, right? There's no oh, baby, you know, he's just like, my baby's crying, I gotta go, and hangs up. And then when police arrive, Roger has two bullets in his head. <gasps> oh, oh my God. He's like, this guy can tell what really happened. I better make sure he's dead. Right. Hold on. Got to get the baby. Right. Oh, God. <sighs> then Deanne Schultz, you know, Donna's BFF. Yeah. You know, they're such like, a, they're buddies. Yes. Such bestie. a gal. Mm. Right. She testified that after seeing Mark and Rebecca three years after the murder, mm-hmm. that she confronted Mark alone and asked how he could live with himself. <gasps> wow. That's ballsy, actually, because he could uh-huh. tell her, too. Right. So he went up, she went up to him and was like. So obviously this is what prompted her to go to the police. Yeah. She stated that he told her that he had found Jesus Christ and was forgiven. <laughs> Don't that's think that's how, how that's that works. works. <laughs> that's <not> that. <laughs> I found oh. him. I found him in the backyard and he was like, dude, you're good. That's the missing piece of the puzzle that he didn't tell the rabbi. <laughs> uh, yes. I right. found Jesus and he told me I'm good. So I'm right. going exactly. to go out. So, but then Mark warned her that if she said anything, they would both be in trouble. Oh, but right. she was like, mm, no, no. <laughs> she went to the police. Anyway. I didn't do anything. So except for cheat. Well, except, for, yeah, friend, except for basically. a couple things. Right. Yeah. The trial only lasted three weeks. Whoa. On June 5th, 2002, the jury found Mark Winger guilty on both counts of first degree murder. Yes. And a month later, he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Oh, thank God. Right. Good. He was his own. Oh, he worst. was his own worst enemy. He, yes. He, like, he they, shut his mouth. They, I mean, they were like, okay, case closed. Moving mm-hmm. on. Although running into Donna. Thank goodness. Yeah. That or happened. Uh, Deanne. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Deanne. Ooh, well, yeah, but, Donna. I mean, maybe there wasn't another hospital there, but like, you know, maybe you don't go to that hospital. Yeah. Maybe That's where they ran into it. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously they made it three years without running into her at like, right. you know, the grocery store. So or maybe move away. I'm sure maybe, he could find wait. that job somewhere else. I, yeah, it was weird. So. Roger Harrington's name was cleared. So his family was happy oh, that good. he wasn't, yeah. you know, that, poor guy. Uh, that wasn't going to be his legacy, right? Yeah. Donna's family finally knew the truth about her murder. It really didn't change yeah. things for them. But Rebecca and her four kids were not prepared for the verdict. Yeah. She expected Mark to go home after the trial because oh. she thought this was all wow. nuts. She's still. She had no, oh, she had no clue. That's too bad. And when he was convicted, their youngest child, Ben, was only a year old. Oh, babies. How sad. Oh, I can't even. Good no. luck. Ah, Those poor so, kids. Here's another quote from her. When we lose someone, you know, we gather. We have, a, we have a funeral, Rebecca said. But when someone goes to prison, well, what do you do? You're just kind of left with this emptiness, this hole, that you can't really have closure with that. Totally. Like she right. got screwed big time. Totally. She got stuck with four kids. Well, and think of like society kind of puts you in with him. Oh yeah. That, she kind of, she said, I don't think I have that quote, but she kind of said, she was like, they were all guilty by association. Oh, yeah. Even though she was like, I had, she had no clue. She was completely yeah. clueless. Oh. Plus, um, I don't have it in here either, but I saw something or I read something where she was like, she didn't believe Deanne, the friend, because she's like, why didn't she say something right away? Yeah. Yeah. So she I didn't, so she, she was had. like, oh, so that's not going to hold up either. Like it just, yeah. She just was she, like, ah, uh, this can't be <laughs> right? true. Right. 
So Rebecca had been a stay-at-home mom for seven years. Oh, man. So the bank foreclosed on their farmhouse. Oh, gosh. She and the kids moved away from Springfield and moved in with her brother because they wanted to yeah, have get a fresh away. start. Yeah. Everybody knew their name. Oh, so sure. she filed for bankruptcy and went on welfare. Oh, And then gosh. she divorced Mark and she and all of the children all legally changed their names from Winger back to her maiden name. So Good. Good for her. So, oh, yeah. how sad. So I was still like, okay, is this real? Is this not? Was he really the bad guy that we thought he was? Was he really this? But then there's this little part here. So Uh-oh. soon after, and this wasn't in, well, there was just a little snippet of it in the 2020 that I watched. But then mm-hmm. when I was doing other research for the episode, I found this and I was like, okay. oh, oh no, this guy's, oh, a this guy's a dick. Okay. Soon after settling into prison, Mark befriended a fellow inmate named oh. Terry Hubble, okay. who was also in jail for beating woman to death. Oh, so they fun. bonded. Yeah. They were like buds, oh, right? Oh, you did that too? Right? Oh, oh my God, me too. Oh, how fun. So you want to save me a seat at lunch? We'll go sit. We'll, <laughs> we'll go sit together. We'll talk about beating girls. <laughs> right. Exactly. What did you use? I used a hammer. Oh. <laughs> Mark gave Terry Hubble a 19 page handwritten note outlining a murder for hire plan while he was in there. This guy's not smart. Don't write shit down. Yeah. He's so shit. This guy's not smart. I mean, I just. Wow. He might be like a nuclear engineer and he's like book smart, but like. Social. Yeah. Street smart. He he doesn't have it, right? Mm -mm. 19 page handwritten note. Jesus. Mark described wanting to kidnap Jeff Gelman, a friend of his who had declined to pay his bail in 2001. (laughs) Apparently, he was. upset about that this is so ridiculous you are not my friend you shall pay exactly what he wanted to do was he wanted to extort a large sum of money in exchange for not hurting jeff gelman's family so he wanted someone to kidnap him he was trying to get terry to find somebody to kidnap this guy right and then get a ransom however once the money was paid the plan was to kill jeff and the family oh jesus Right? He's like, it's so easy. Let's oh, just yeah. keep this up. Oh, wait, oh, I'm not done. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> then, it was 19 pages, so. Right. Then he was going to take that money and he was going to use it to pay a hitman to kidnap Deanne Schultz. Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Right? Let it go, Who, dude. Right. They're going to kidnap her and then force her to record and write statements that she had committed mm. perjury mm. during the trial. And say that Mark was innocent. And then once that was done, Deanne Schultz would be killed, but her death should look like a suicide. (laughs) He was very specific. Uh. He wanted, this is what he wrote out. He wanted fingerprints to be found on Deanne's suicide notes and on the cassette tape used to record her statements that she had committed perjury. And he wanted her DNA found on both the envelope and the stamp that would contain the so-called suicide note. So he's like, in the perfect world, this is what could happen. But he's been watching a lot of Law and Order. In, yeah, in reality, <laughs> he was like, I got creating this is right? not so easy. Mm. Yeah, what a douche. Then he said, if any money was left over after killing Deanne, <laughs> just in case there's a you know, couple case. bucks, right? He wanted an additional hit on his former father-in-law, Jeez. Donna's stepdad, because quote. He's a son of a gun father-in-law that I dislike. That was his only reasoning. Wow. Let's just get, you know what? Can we just 
bomb everybody. Right. I mean, let's I'm just like, do it all. I'm just going to have my list of people I dislike, yeah. and we're just going to go down the list till I run out of money. It's like a Christmas right? list, but it's different. Right. Exactly. Then there's that neighbor, yeah. that neighbor <laughs> whose tree keeps leaves going in my yard. We're going to uh, put him on the list. That motherfucker. <laughs> I just was like, and he wow. wrote it all out. What a fucking idiot. Dumb. Um, so in 2006, after only four years in prison, uh-huh. Mark Winger was tried and convicted of solicitation of murder <laughs> and sentenced to an additional 35 years. Well, he already had what life, so. Right. So, you know, if there was any question of whether or not he really did it, yeah, he's kind of a tool. He's a dumbass. Oh, Jesus. Oh, so now, as of 2021, Bailey okay. is now 25 years old. Holy cow. Oh, Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it really like, messes with my head. Oh, my God. And she has reconnected with Donna's family. Oh, good. She and Rebecca even went down together and visited Donna's parents in Florida. Oh, Rebecca's such a good woman. Oh, she, my God. She, she got screwed big time. Yeah. Like, she was not, this is not what she no. signed up for. She's like, my vision of life was way different than oh this. my god Holy right shit. Um, a quote from bailey is it was so incredible to see that there's this whole big family that loves me and sarah oh. jane still has my baby picture on her <gasps> kitchen counter with all her other grandkids even though we've been gone for so oh long. my god that gives I know, I got chills oh what a sweet grandma. so and bailey's last name is simic now so she's got rebecca's last name like she doesn't have winger she doesn't have, yes, you know thank but, god but whatever yeah. Donna's family has worked together to set up Donna's Fund, which is part of a women in distress, an organization that works to provide shelter for women trying to escape abuse. Oh, that's awesome. So they're trying to do something positive. Yeah. Bailey manages a restaurant and hopes to run her own animal sanctuary one day. Oh, yes. Anna, the second daughter, who is now 24, she teaches seventh and eighth grade English. Oh, my gosh. Maggie is 22, and she's an artist who works with fibers and beads. Ooh, And cool. many of her pieces deal with her family's story. And I actually have a wow. photo of a memorial shrine that she made in an art show. Oh, very cool. To honor her father's victim. So it's got Donna wow. and Roger in it. Oh, um, I have a picture God. of that that we can I can post. Yes. And then Ben is 21 and he is a forward on his college basketball team. So they wow. have all gone on to considering like when they were very, very young, all this crap yeah. went down. Trauma, right? Going through welfare. Going Exactly. Right. And so now that her kids are safely out of their adolescence and successfully yeah. starting out on their own. Rebecca is focused on supporting other children who are growing up with oh, incarcerated parents. That's amazing. She's like, this is kind of like, they kind of get forgotten. They kind of get, yeah. the focus isn't on them, but they don't have right. anything now. So she is collaborating with big brothers and big sisters oh, and she volunteers awesome. with Ben. They're so amazing considering wow. that their dad is such a piece a of loser. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just- no shit. Well, and props to Rebecca. I mean, obviously her influence is what carried them through, you know? Absolutely. Aww. Absolutely. So that's, uh, yeah, that's the story. That was the uh, twist and turn. So see, it wasn't over after that first. (laughs) I was like, well, that was a quick episode. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do to draw this out. (laughs) Add a lot of music. Exactly. We're going to take another musical interlude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, go get another drink of wine. So would you like my sources? Oh, yeah. Is, Is it that like what okay for, whatever? Right? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have them. Damn it. 
I have abc7.com, the 2020 episode, The Perfect Lie. I highly Ooh, suggest I'm you see it. I'm going to have to look that up. Right? Okay. Medium.com. Medium. Oh. <laughs> no, medium.com. <laughs> TheCinemaholic.com. I don't know why, but it had good information. Good stuff, you know. Playboy.com. TheChicagoTribune.com and ABCNews.go.com. I always use them, too. They have a lot on ABC. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, so thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Share and like Mm -hmm. our show. Yes. If you do. If you don't, just... Share it anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, keep get it yourself. Shit. No, You're get like, that shit no, out there. I don't anyway. care. Someone's going to like it. Be like, well, <laughs> I hate it, but here. Right. Do that. I think they suck. What do you think? Listen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Put it out there. Let others decide for themselves. <laughs> right. It's like uh, when you're like, oh my god, this tastes awful. Taste it. You're like, it's like yeah. that, right? <laughs> smell my finger. Oh my god, my hand smells. Smell my hand. Uh. And we do it too. I don't know. Let me smell. Oh, that is bad. Like, why did we do that? <laughs> so true. Can't I just take your word for it? No, I need I'm to a, smell for myself. No, I've learned these days. I'm like, oh, oh babe, you keep that to yourself. You just tell me about it. I don't want to know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ODFM podcast. Yes. And you can you can buy us a coffee. Yes. You buy can buy me us a coffee. coffee. Buy me a coffee. I never say com. the right thing. Buy, buy me a coffee. Me a co- coffee. I always want or to buy us wine there. I don't or buy know. Us wine. Buy us whatever. I don't care. Yeah. We'll buy drink it. We'll, We're cool. we'll, well, maybe. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What else we got? Spreadshirt. Check out our designs yeah. on spreadshirt.com slash ODFM podcast. We've got all yep. sorts of designs. Send yep. us your sticker designs for anything or fan art. We need it. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM podcast or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 